I don't, you have to, you know, risk, do the risk evaluation yourself. But even the consumer products that he talked about, they are so different than going out and getting any of the antivirus uh, products that are out there. Oh, we are live. Hey, everybody, it's Norm Ferrar, a.k.a. The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing something that's been in the news and is going to continue to be in the news. This is so bloody important, and we're going to be talking about cybersecurity, how sellers can protect themselves in 2024. We're going to be discussing what does the cybersecurity landscape look like today? What are some uh, ways e-commerce sellers can protect themselves? And how does AI play a role in cybersecurity? So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, like I was saying today, important topic. We're going to be talking about uh, cybersecurity and how sellers can protect themselves in 2024. Our guest is a founder of ReachOut, a cybersecurity expert. He is uh, sought after pers- uh, personality, uh, appearing constantly on uh, nationwide in uh, different networks. And he consults, get this, with the White House. He's also been featured on CBS, Fox, N- News Nation, uh, Cheddar, and more. And he hosts a top podcast himself, All In with Rick Jordan. Today, we are talking with Rick Jordan. All right, let's have a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. So let's bring in Rick and we'll get right down to it. <laughs> What's shaking, Norm? <laughs> oh, no coffee. Got to switch to Pepsi Zero and the phone <laughs> goes off. I'm total professional. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, we, we we do what we can wherever we're at, right? Like, it, I mean, we're both at, at TNC around CES this week and you know, this is my room in the Encore. If you've never stayed here, I would highly suggest it to anybody. I love these rooms. <laughs> Very good. So, um, yeah, I got snowed in. I got in really late last night. But uh, luckily, I, I, I'm still here. So uh, I'm going to whip over to TNC, pick up my badge, and, and get in there. And by the way, anybody who is in Vegas right now, uh, just let me know. Um, and maybe we can meet up over at the at TNC. Or CES, wherever you are. Okay, let's get into AI and AI cybersecurity. Um, we had uh, in the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, I noticed that there was a buzz going on about cybersecurity last week. And uh, people were getting hacked. Uh, one of the guys in the group, one of the very sophisticated sellers in the group got hacked. Uh, and made a mess of his um, uh, Amazon account. So uh, not, yes, Amazon account. He adjusted the prices. He did all sorts of things. I saying he, it could have been anybody, but yeah. uh, it's wicked. So tell us what's going on in 2024 and, you know, what are people, what do we have to look out for? Yeah, you have to look out mostly for the human element. And I've been saying, I've been singing the same song for years. 
Yeah, so we'll get into the AI stuff, but if you're taking a look at this gentleman that you were talking about, right, large Amazon seller, he he probably has a team. You know, my yeah. guess is he has a team, and someone on that team, because this is still way way over ninety percent of how the breaches actually occur, is through phishing. Uh, somebody sends an email. You know, if you don't know what that is, is you receive an email that looks legitimate. So he could have received an email straight from Amazon. You know, or at least it looked like Amazon, you know, with maybe AMAZ0N.com. Yeah. You know, support at, at that. You know, so it looks extremely legit. And then you click on the link. It's like, oh, you know, it's usually some kind of like an urgent notification, like log into your account. You have, you have so, you know, some withheld funds or, or whatever it is, you know, from your seller account. You know, there's a chargeback if it's from your merchant provider. You sign in and you're not actually signing in, but you're using your Amazon username and password or whatever your backend username and password is. And that's collected because you're actually on the site run by the hackers. So now they have the keys to the kingdom to log into the account themselves and do exactly what you're talking about, which is change the pricing, you know, do whatever they, they need to just wreak havoc upon your, your entire enterprise that you have. Most of this still comes from bad human interaction. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's very expensive, and this is one of the myths that's out there. It's very very expensive to come up with that silver bullet. If you look at hacking as a business, you're looking at it the correct way, right? If you, I always use the the example of like Pablo Escobar, everybody remember him? Have you anybody watched Narcos? Right when it was on Netflix, I hope everybody. Oh, right? oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good old Pablo. Yep. Exactly. Well, Pablo was a family man, right? He was a family man, and he was a businessman. None of this stuff is personal whatsoever with these guys and girls. You know, when I'm speaking on stages, you know, when I'm talking about cybersecurity, I'll, I'll typically use like a, a nice looking family from Sri Lanka. You know, they're all dressed up nice for their family portrait, you know, just, just looking like a great everyday family. But those are the types, not the dudes in the hood sitting in the, in the back corner. Those are the types that are the ones that are doing this to you, except they don't really care about you because it's not personal. They just know what works psychologically, behaviorally, in order to gain access to your account and gain money from you. Yeah, it can happen. It's so both my brother and my sister uh, got nailed. So they they uh, they got the um, uh, oh your computer has a virus. Click here, and they both were held at ransom. So it was ransomware, yeah. and. You know, they're not stupid. Both my brother, well, you know, depends. But uh, <laughs> we are going to watch. But uh, <laughs> I got a brother too, man. Yeah. yeah. You feel me, though. <laughs> we, so, can, we can joke about him at least, you know? <laughs> right. But my sister, she had to pay $1,500. And even after that, you wonder, and my brother had to pay a, a good penny too, but you wonder, wow, are they going to get That's me cheap. again? Yeah, yeah. it's cheap. Yeah. yeah, that's super inexpensive in the business world. I mean, they typically start at 50,000, not 5,500. 50, yeah. oh, so somebody great. like the example you're talking about, if they got hit, I, I realize it was in their Amazon account, right? Changing the prices and everything. But if it was a ransomware scenario for that business, it likely would be 50K plus. You know, I've seen them into the multiple millions. Yeah, and, and now, so I guess they got off the hook. But um, now the different ways of... of uh, you know, tricking you. you. You talk about phishing, but now they're so sophisticated with the phishing. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go into a, a few examples about what people should be looking at? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple things to look at when you receive these emails. You know, and they're coming over text messages now too. Yeah, that's a it's that's been happening for a few years. So it's not just mm -hmm. email, it's also text messages where it'll come across as a specific link, like in, in a text, and then I'll go back to the email. I still get them, everybody gets them. No matter how good you know Verizon is, ATT, T Mobile is actually kind of leading the way technologically on the back end. They've got better spam text blocking today than the other two big carriers, at least in the United States. And you'll receive these messages like, hey, there's a problem delivering your package. You know, and it'll show a, a link to tap on that's something like a UPS link, or it looks like it's a UPS link. And then it'll ask you to sign in with something that's uh, known to you, you know, because a lot of people have a Gmail account, you know, so it'll be like, hey, single sign in with Gmail so you can see your tracking information. It's the same type of scenario. You know, there, there's always a receiving, a receiving end of a message, whether it's in a text message or an email that looks legitimate. And then it'll take you to a site to where you have to log into something. This is the easiest kind of phishing. And when we were talking about like that business of hacking, and I, I touched on this briefly, it is, you know, a multi-billion dollar business across the world. There is research and development, just like any other tech firm, to try to find ways to, to brute force your way into somebody's computer, somebody's network. But those are the silver bullets, man. You know, they're not going to go after someone like your example with the Amazon account or some someone who for $1,500, they're not going to spend millions on that. Right. Save, they're going to save that silver bullet for like Putin's laptop. Uh, what they'll do is they'll send a message in a text or an email that looks legitimate, like we were talking about. It's a lot easier to get you to give up your password. You know, it's actually extremely easy with the behavioral mindset of most individuals. And then they have that password, which is the same password because most people use the same password for everything. Same password for their Gmail, as in Netflix, as in their bank accounts. That's the problem. So what yeah. you for, like we were talking earlier, take a look at the domain. You know, if you receive something, now, I don't know if you're like me, but I order so much shit off of Amazon, dude. You know, <laughs> get notification that, you know, it's like 100 plus orders a year. You know, so you're talking like one every two or three days, right? Yeah. And that's the, the generation we live in. You know, so if I get notifications from my Amazon app, I normally don't even look at them. Because I, it's just a constant flow of boxes that are coming to my porch. Yeah. But when it comes to an email, it's a little bit of a different story. Now, if you think about it, I, there's not many emails that require attention from Amazon. Right? Most of them are, are shipping. So if it's e-commerce or whatever it is, it's like, hey, your order was placed. Yep. Right? Your order was shipped. Yeah. And those are the ones that typically it's like you know that you ordered the product you know approximately when it's going to ship. So you know the tracking information. Typically, most e-com sites, you can log in on the back end and get your tracking information, or they have an app, or of course Amazon does, so you can track it. But it's those emails that come across that you should be looking at where they say, hey, there's a problem. Something that requires you to take action because the, those emails are trying to jar you. So right away when you receive something like that, always be on your guard. You because know, it's not going to be like a shipping email or an order placed email that are the ones you need to look out for. Those things, because you, you might receive those sometimes like, oh, you know, your subscription renew, but it's a fake email. It's like, you know, if you have that subscription, at least most people do. So don't worry about those. The ones you should be concerned about mostly are the ones that say, hey, there's a problem with your account. Mm. Or, hey, there was a problem with shipping this product. Or, hey, we couldn't charge your credit card. Update your payment method. You know, I get those every time my payment site, my card cycles with an expiration date on Amazon. 
Uh, and those are the ones, take a look at those emails with just a quick second of diligence. Look to see where it's coming from. When you click the link, clicking the link is not as bad as what you do on the site when you get there. So when you get to the site, look in the address bar, make sure that it's actually the domain that you're supposed to go to. You know, or if it's on your phone, which is where most of us use, right? If, it, if there's an issue with a payment method or something, oh, look, there's an Amazon push notification right there, right? So you can tap on it and make sure it takes you to that app rather than to the browser. Because most of those links in those emails that are legitimate will take you and open the app on your phone, like Amazon, as an example, rather than taking you just into the browser. If it's Safari on your iPhone or if it's Android on or what Chrome on your Android, make sure it opens the app itself. You know, if it's another e-com site, obviously it's a different story, but take that extra step to make sure it's taking you where you're actually supposed to go. Right. So it's a deep link. It's going to open up that, uh, that, that app rather than take you to the, yep. right on. Yeah. You know, uh, another horror story. Uh, so most of the people that are listening here know, uh, my friend, uh, Tim Jordan. So Tim was at, um, Howard my brother's name. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. So I, I know your brother really well. And uh, we, were, we were at uh, an event, Howard Ty's event in uh, in Paris, and he won a $5,000 uh, best presentation. So he gets back, he sends over the information to um, Howard. Howard goes to wire him the money. Somebody reaches out to Howard and says, oh, we just changed our bank. Uh, send it over to here. Hmm. So he did. Tim never got the money. The $5,000 went to a complete stranger. And oh, wow. the problem is uh, this didn't just happen once. It, it was, it, it caused, uh, it caused Howard, I think he told me $200,000. Yeah. And these guys just kept telling people to pay here, pay here, pay here. Yeah. And he couldn't fix it. And I have this thing when whenever I send money from the Toronto Dominion Bank, I'll get a text almost immediately. And I know it's a spam saying, oh, uh, spam alert. Can you click here? Yep. Yeah. And, I, you know, one of the questions I'm going to ask is, and I you answered it um, briefly, but I've, I've done it. My, my wife has done it, but we've accidentally clicked on a link and we've got like, oh God, you know, the world's coming down around us now. Like I fell for the fishing. I didn't add anything, but I clicked the bloody link. Yeah. How important can that be? Like if you click that link, can, can that lead uh, some sort of malware or something into your computer? They can. Yeah. And if you're, I mean, 78% of all traffic is mobile based traffic these days. You know, I think that's the, the latest number that I saw. Uh, there, there's two different ways to look at this. Uh, and everybody has their opinions on iPhone versus Android, right? Which has the better camera, which has the better OS, all of that. It It is just hard truth that iPhone is more secure than Android. It doesn't mean that it's perfect. It's only because Apple's created a walled garden, a closed ecosystem. There's not direct root level access or even down to the operating system level above root with iOS. You know, there's still ways that people have figured out over time, but I mean, those are like serious ones. And those are what I was talking about before, like spending millions on R&D when they find those exploits within iOS. Those come up from time to time, but it's not often. 
Android is much more susceptible. So when, when you're looking at that, you know, I, I try to sway people over to, from a security perspective, at least over to iPhone rather than Android, because it's much more secure. It's very mm. easier to, it's much easier to sideload apps on Android. It's much easier to get stupid apps that already have the malware in them from the Google Play Store because they'll just take over control of the phone, your camera, all of that, because that you can just publish without as much restrictions in the Google Play Store as you can in the Apple App Store. Uh, there's a lot more security-centric behaviors and security measures that exist within the iOS ecosystem than there is in the Android ecosystem. You know, so if that's one thing I can give everybody, I know it's like there's diehards out there, right, man, that love Android. And I'm telling you, like on the back end, it's like my entire company, even from a cyber perspective, uses uh, G Suite from Google. You yeah. know, it's a, it's great on that. I would absolutely love to have the deep level integration that Android and G Suite have from a productivity perspective. But still, we're only using iPhones, iOS devices within the company, and we push that to our clients as well because they are that much more secure. We can still do 80% of what we need interacting with G Suite from iOS without any issues. You know, there's just some of those cool features that I wish that we had for that integration. Right. But it's much easier to protect myself and it helps me sleep better at night knowing that like the information on my phone, because my company just went public two months ago, you know, and the different access and to different systems that my phone has is much more secure running on Apple than it is on Android. You know, it helps me sleep better at night. So clicking that link on a desktop now on the other side, right, that other 22% of traffic, you have to have the right kind of protection on your computer. And traditional antivirus, if anything is I being, was just going to ask you, I've heard this. bullshit these days. Yeah. Thank it, you. It's horrible. What you need is something called EDR, endpoint detection and response, because antivirus is old school. It used to work very simply off of a fingerprint. That's when every piece of malware, every virus all looked the same, you know, or at least close to the same. So they, they would say, oh, this fingerprint matches. We're going to block that virus. Now it's not that because from computer to computer, even within your same house, within your same company, from, as it hops, it looks completely different. So EDR, endpoint detection and response, looks at the behaviors of all of those individual scripts. So it takes a look like if you open a PDF and you're like, the, the software says the difference between antivirus and EDR, antivirus says, oh, it's a PDF, it's cool. It looks exactly like every other PDF, no problem. But EDR will say, wait a second, why is this PDF when it was open trying to contact China? Hmm. You know, it's a behavioral based analysis versus a fingerprint because a PDF looks like a PDF looks like a PDF. They all have the same extensions at the end of them dot PDF, but not all of them try to contact China, man. <laughs> you know, only typically only the bad ones do. So that's what it looks like. And then it, it'll actually flag things. And this happens in seconds, like, like literal seconds. When you open this thing, it'll even see if it's trying to transmit something to another computer that's local on the network. So it'll start adding things up. And this is where AI comes into play. It's behavioral analysis. As soon as you open that PDF, what happens after you open that PDF? What is that PDF trying to do with your computer? What's it trying to contact outside of your computer? All right, this looks a little fishy. We're going to block this thing and let the user know. 
Okay, we're going to get right back to that. Uh, we have a short podcast today, so I'm going to do this a little bit early. It's actually not that early. We're already at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so if this is the first time you're listening to Lunch with Norm, we have something called the Wheel of Kelsey. And this is where our guest provides a, uh, a product or a prize at the end of the uh, podcast. So to get into that, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. You'll get a second entry. And man... This is an awesome prize today. Uh, if we're talking cybersecurity and there's no better person uh, than our buddy, Mr. Rick over there to uh, talk to you for, what is it? What's the prize today? It's, uh, it's six months of my coaching program that just launched this month. That's and crazy. it's uh, That's great. Yeah. It's scale. The, the program is all in CEO and the, the group coaching part of that is scale up. And that's really what I'm teaching out because it, it, while I'm super knowledgeable in cybersecurity, I've got to tell you, I love seeing people's lives impact in a positive way and seeing them create wealth for themselves, especially business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, from being literally like the first geek squad agent in Chicago, when all that launched 20 years ago to being laid off with brand newborn twins and then launching reach out technology 13 years ago to bringing it to a public company just a couple of months ago with eight figures in revenue. Like I know how to scale a business and that's what I want to see others do so that they can create that generational wealth for themselves. That, that's, that's fantastic. Okay. So I already see a few people uh, entering. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey tag two people. You'll get a second entry. Uh, Kelsey, can we go to a uh, sponsor? This episode of lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business. With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistance for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. All right, so let's stick to this EDR for a second. Uh, are there different programs out there that you could suggest? Uh, what is the cost of something like this? They're fairly inexpensive. You know, it, it's almost like over the, the course of time when antivirus used to be 50 bucks, 60 bucks a year or something like that. And now you see it as $10, you know, they, they've dropped in price significantly, but that's because they don't work, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're still selling them. You know, they, they still provide some protection against that fingerprint base, but that's old tech, man. Uh, something like WebRoot. Webroot on the consumer side is fantastic. That's the one thing that you can go to Best Buy or wherever and pick up for your personal computer. And that's that's typically around the same price, like 50 bucks, you know, on an annual yep. basis for a subscription. Uh, Bitdefender is another one that you can look at that has EDR. This is again on the consumer side, you know, so for your home-based devices. On the business side, it gets much more complex. You, know, you cannot go to Best Buy you cannot pick up what you need. And th this is an issue with the industry as a whole right now. That's literally why I went public, man, is trying to bring all this enterprise level security down to a small business price point and accessibility. You know, that's a, we're the first nationwide one that's launching as a public company, which is pretty cool. I'm a little proud of that. Uh, you need something like Sentinel One. Sentinel One is one of the biggest ones that exists out there. They're also one of the best. The only downside is you have to go through a provider you know, and this isn't a pitch. I mean, it, great. If you end up working with reach out at some point, that's awesome. You know, but it's like, uh, 
it's like two mosquitoes trying to fight over an elephant. No joke. Like when it comes to technology companies, well, we intend to be the biggest and the most well-known. If you search reach out technology, we come up on all the Google searches. You search my name. I'm always front page. Great. But if you choose to work with somebody else, just make sure that they're providing you something like Sentinel one or similar. It has to be that, you know, there's a, there's a couple others out there. One other specific one that I'll mention is carbon black between Sentinel one and carbon black. They're almost identical in the ability that they're able to protect. You know, they kind of fight for that position. Number one, you know, almost kind of like, uh, like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, you know, who's better. You can't really determine who's better at any point in time, except on that given day. Right. Right. You know, uh, during that given day, it's the same thing. You know, it's uh, carbon black or Sentinel one. So whoever you work with on the business side, first, you cannot get this stuff on your own. I shouldn't say that you can, but there's a minimum license count when you go directly to these guys. It used to be a thousand licenses. I think it's up to 2,500 now. Wow. And that's an issue with the industry as a whole, right? Because even small IT firms, this is a problem, man. Even small IT firms, they have to be managing at least a thousand or 2,500 computers for clients in order to even gain access to the right tech to protect their clients. Yeah, so nowadays, and that's one of the reasons it's like, I'm going big, or I have to go home. <laughs> yeah, because the access to these things is just so financially filled with a gap. It's kind of insane in the industry. I'm help, I'm trying to change that. However, if you find a provider, make sure they use one of those two things for EDR. Okay, and what kind of cost? So your small business, no, there's no Amazon company out there that's going to buy a thousand seats. Uh, so for the smaller person, uh, they reach out, let's say they reach out to, to, to you to, yeah. for what Sentinel one, what kind of price are they looking at? Yeah, there's, there's a couple more components for something like that. You know, if you have 50 people, I think it, it's, it's a program we're we just launched actually two weeks ago at the beginning of this year. It's, uh, it's called the, we're calling it our cyber fast track, you know, cause prior we would do super premium or managing all of your IT everything right and we're adding the best cybersecurity on which is actually 34 different things only one of those is edr because you're talking like managed firewalls something called seam you know a bunch of tech stuff that protects you from all these different phishing protection you know all of these different things but we're doing it for about 49 bucks a month right now when you have about 50 people total you know i think it only was up to 59 or 6 and then but that includes includes edr and includes phishing protection it includes uh, it's four other components. I can't remember what those are off the top of my head right now. You know, I don't know, and this is another suggestion, no matter who you, you choose to do business with, make sure it's not just EDR. Because you know, that, again, is the other white elephant in the room. It's one of the reasons why I was in the White House, because Homeland still, I think, only puts my industry at 10% actually know what they're doing, man. Mm. It's horrible. You know, They think it's just like the old days where you slap on a virus, now it's you slap EDR on a network and you're okay. So for the smaller Amazon resellers or whatever it is that you're doing, uh, make sure that they're offering more than just EDR. They have to cover at least the basics so that you can obtain cyber liability insurance. Because something happens from a cyber perspective, cyber liability insurance from a, an appropriate insurance provider is the only thing that will get your money back <laughs> for real. You know, and there's, there's six different components that are included in order to even qualify for that type of insurance these days. You know, it didn't exist, man, five, 10 years ago, right? You know, all you had to worry about was general liability with a, with a business. Now you have to worry about cyber liability. Yeah, yeah, it, it is important. So probably the 
best step for a smaller seller right now would be to go over and uh, use the consumer uh, software because if the, you only got one seat or five seats. If you got one um, seat, yeah, I, I would suggest yeah. that too. You, you know, don't get into it. It's just a, I would say it's, it's risk versus benefit. You know, mm -hmm. when you're smaller, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting balance game, right? Because I know I started my company thinking as a business owner and entrepreneur with just me, literally just me to now being a public company. I think back then to where it was like my first year, I might've had $120,000 in revenue, you know, and take home was probably like 70 K, you know, in my pocket. So yeah. I, I know those days of just starting out and you're trying to, you're trying to get every penny you can out of the thing. You're trying to generate as much revenue at the same time, put food on your family's table. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Just understand that doing the consumer stuff, there still is risk, but it's risk at those startup stages that you kind of have to bear. A lot of times when I'm looking at cybersecurity, this, uh, the company that I was using before, uh, that was uh, ED, like that provided EDR, uh, yeah. it only could handle my desktop. So I got it for everybody in our company. If you went onto a personal computer uh, or any computer at all, if you had a laptop and desk, we were buying licenses for everybody to help yeah. protect. But I'm looking over here, it did not protect your iPhone. So yeah, they enough. had nothing to protect the uh, the iPhone or uh, added protection. Is um, is Sentinel One or the <laughs> other one able to uh, protect the iPhone? If not, is there something that you can use? They um, it's one of those other components. Like when I was saying, ReachOut has thirty four different items. We call it a stack in our industry. There's other items that allow Sentinel One to protect those things. Yeah, because there, there's something called a uh, sassy these days it's replaced a vpn you know it's secure access secure endpoints what this does is it almost puts this device back on your corporate network if ever, that's my daughter that's on there with her head on my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> yeah on my, on my wallpaper yeah it, it allows this i have my, my phone has kelsey on my shoulder it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh he still cuddles <laughs> that's great He's backstage. He's probably turning yeah. right red right now. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but those types of things, those different layers, will allow you because Sentinel One won't load right on here. You know, however, the secure connection using a different layer. You know, like in house, we use something called Perimeter Eighty One, and that's even how we give uh, remote workers access. So it's like that computer, that mobile device appears on the internet as if it's actually sitting on the network back at one of our main offices. Mm -hmm. And at that point it's protected. You know, so there's all these different angles that you have to cover, but then it, it comes back to that thing like risk versus reward. Yeah. You can put, you can buy the consumer grade product. You can put it on all your machines. It's going to cover you sort of, right. It'll protect against things, alert you against things, but then Past EDR comes something called MDR, which is another one of those 34 layers, which is managed detection and response. That's when the humans interact with the AI to actually determine what these things are, how far they're going, watch them, help roll back that attack to the point to where it didn't happen in the first place, recover some of the damages almost within an instant. And that requires human interaction. You know, so 
EDR is a great place to start and you need that in addition to some other things like two-factor authentication. God, if you're not doing that these days, I saw someone posted a, a question about, you know, what do I recommend for a password manager like LastPass or 1Password, right? Almost all of them do the same thing. Yeah, they've all been breached at some point in time, you know, so none of them are still 100% secure, but LastPass is good. 1Password is another one that I would recommend. Keeper is a big one. You might see billboards all over the place for them right now. They work really, really well, especially on the corporate side. Yeah, but with that, to coming back to what you said, man, like how do you protect your mobile device? It's with those other layers, you know, and this is where it gets beyond those small businesses because it starts to become expensive you know like even in that cyber fast track it doesn't include that secure connection to where this lives and operates and talks through your company's network so that it's safe because that's an even greater and more expensive solution you right. know that's when you're starting to get into quite literally probably about eight grand a month to cover everything right wow. for about 25 30 people but if you're looking at it i mean if you're doing you're doing a couple million a year in revenue you need it you absolutely need it and it's supposed to be there for you yeah and let's say that that's the that's the formula one yeah. but for a lot of the people listening right now again they're independent entrepreneurs they might have two or three different uh, people something is better than nothing it and is. if if we take a look at that affordability level so somebody that might be doing fifty thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue and amazon profitability is shrinking all the time what would you recommend just and you know the risk you were talking about risk evaluation uh you know it's for anybody you have to figure that out but that entry level how can you be safe or at least start to be safe, what would you recommend at that entry level for Amazon or solarpreneurs? Yeah, you got it. The EDR, like we were talking, which you can yeah. use a consumer grade, um, some kind of two-factor authentication. You can use Authy, you can use Google Authenticator. Make mm -hmm. sure all of your accounts are set up with two-factor authentication. You know, that includes Amazon. That can be with push notifications or the codes, right, through Authy. And then the third thing I tell everybody, it's like for identity protection, freeze your credit reports. It's that simple. That way nobody can open new accounts in your name. Now, it's that simple nowadays to download the app from, in the U.S. from Experian, from Equifax, from TransUnion. If you need to apply for a credit card, if you need to go lease a new vehicle, you know, if you need to get a line of credit from a distributor, you know, whatever, or terms accounts, you can just tap on it and instantly unfreeze your credit report so they can run your credits and then tap back onto it. Or you can set it for like a 24-hour period so it automatically freezes after that 24 hour period, those three things are the biggest things. And then of course, as we mentioned, the password manager, that's something you also need to have in conjunction with it. Those things are going to give you the most protection that really you can get for someone who's sitting at that like 50 K hundred K level in revenue on an annual basis. And you talked briefly about, uh, just the insurance that you can get, uh, I know with with some, especially with the EDR, like you said, um, you can get cybersecurity with the upper level ones. But to go out and apply for cybersecurity, because this is killing everybody. Yeah. You know, it's happening yeah. more and more, faster and faster. Uh, everybody, I'm sure, knows somebody that's been affected by it. How do you yep. how do you apply? How hard is it to get cybersecurity? 
for sure. uh, for cybersecurity insurance, yeah, I'll give you the. I can list them off here. The few things that are actually required for our fast track, because with Reach Out, we do partner with an insurance provider. It's not a. It's not something that we provide ourselves. We don't even get commissions off of this. It's just we put the things together that say, "Hey, this gets you pre-approved," and then at that point, it's just your revenue level that determines what your premium is. Uh, we talked about. We talked about phishing, right? That's one of the things is phishing protection, spam protection. Uh, uh, dark web monitoring is another one to make sure there's no bad hits on the dark web. So as soon as something happens, you can take action, which means if, if your password gets leaked or sold to the dark web, this tells you within a couple of minutes that it's out there so you can change the password to that specific item, like your bank account, like your Amazon accounts. Uh, then there's also EDR. That's the last thing that's on there. In addition to something that that is more like a dashboard, but it also protects against, uh, we call it rocket cyber on our side, but it, it protects against unauthorized logins to your Gmail or your Office 365 accounts. Yeah, so it. it takes a look. So if somebody from uh, Russia is trying to get into your, your Gmail account, you know, your Google Suite account, this identifies it immediately and actually blocks it. Gmail doesn't do that. You know, it'll just notify you, hey, somebody logged in from Russia. Well, that's great. They're already in there. Thanks. You know, they were able to get in because they had my password. This works in conjunction with Google and Microsoft to block those from countries that shouldn't be accessing that in the first place. With those components I listed off, you qualify for cyber liability insurance. Okay. And you can get those from anybody, right? But the, if you're looking at that, you know, even if you're doing 100K, those are the basic components if you want to protect yourself with an insurance policy, you know, or even if you're demanded to protect yourself, you, you will probably start to see my guess, man. And this is maybe like the bombshell for everybody. If you're working with Amazon, if you're selling on Amazon at some point in time, because this is happening with different areas all across the board, different vendors all across the board, they are starting to require cyber liability insurance wow. because you have data, you have PII, you know, within specific systems, especially e-com. Right. So you'll start to see merchant providers, you know, whether you're using Stripe or you're using somebody else, the ones from banks now, you know, if you're going straight to, to Chase or Bank of America to process your credit card transactions, maybe using authorized.net, we're starting to see them require cyber liability policies. So you, in order to continue to scale up, right, you're going to have to have this at some point in time. And those items that I listed off you, they're not too expensive. Right. For five people, it's like 60 bucks a month a piece. So what are you talking? Maybe three thousand dollars a year mm. to have the, the the tools that you need in order to protect yourself enough that you cover the basis to get the cyber liability insurance. OK, that's great. And I know that you have to get going. So why don't we do this? Uh, if you're interested in the giveaway today, I highly recommend it. But hashtag Wheeler Kelsey, tag two people and I'm going to sneeze. God bless you. Oh, Norm, thank you. God bless you for having the show to bring good information to people. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem whatsoever. So why don't we do this? I know you've got to get going. We'll do the wheel and then we'll get back to you. Um, uh, right, Kels? Well, how about we do this? Um, Rick, why don't you let us know your contact information and then uh, you can head out and then we'll do the wheel without you and let you know who the winner is. 
Yeah, absolutely. Contact info. If you want to reach me direct, I mean, my company, I see it on there, right? Reach out it.com. Uh, DM me on Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram at Mr. Rick Jordan. And I'm in my DMs even personally all the time. I've got a great team that'll make sure that I stay on top of that as well. That's the best way to contact me. Happy to help anybody answer qu any quick questions. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Rick, for, for coming on, especially when you're traveling. I uh, really appreciate it and learned a lot today. So uh, have an awesome show. Thanks, and Norm. I might bump into you on the strip. Yep, right on. All right. Thanks, everyone. Okay, we'll see you later. All right. So let's do this. Uh, last chance to enter today's giveaway. And today's giveaway is awesome, as you could hear when uh, when Rick was talking about cybersecurity. If you're not into it, you better get into it, or you could pay the price. Um, let me do a quick read, and then we'll go directly over to the um, to the wheel. This is for Seller Basics. Hey, Amazon sellers faced uh, ever faced account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches. Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon accounts guardian. With just $99 a month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-com attorneys. No long-term contracts. Cancel with just a moment's notice. View Seller Basics as your account, Amazon Accounts Health Plan, and you can check them out at sellerbasics.com. Note, Seller Basics is not an insurer law firm. Consultations from this independent uh, come from independent firms. Results can vary. Membership needed before events leading to claims and terms apply. Now, if you're interested in this, simple. Go to Seller Basics. And the coupon code is NORM, and you'll get an additional 10% or, uh, yeah, $10 off a month. Okay, so now I think we can get to the wheel. It's time for the Wheel of Nelson. Okay. All right, so thank you everyone who entered today's uh, giveaway. I'm gonna shuffle these up and let's see who today's winner is. If you are the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. And let's who is see. it? Jason. Jason, congrats, Jason. Congratulations, Jason. Just uh, reach out to me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, and we'll connect you with your prize. Yeah, what a crazy topic. Not a lot of people have been talking about it. This was perfect because looking at uh, some of the comments, I don't think there was too much conversation about this in our group, but just looking at the BDS group, uh, yeah, just one of the Amazon sellers there, a well-known guy, uh, got ripped off, and then it just started a whole thread. And uh, just perfect timing. It's so important to think about it. And we, we did have another uh, uh, podcast on this about two years ago. And the urgency, even though it was still there, is not like today. So if anything, uh, take a look at it. If you're just a single user, I don't, you have to you know, risk, do the risk evaluation yourself. But even the consumer products that he talked about, they are so different than going out and getting any of the antivirus 
uh, products that are out there. So check it out. Um, he gave a couple of, let me just go back in my notes. I made some. So uh, WebRoot and Bitdefender for the consumer side. And then on the other, if you, um, if you have a few more uh, employees, Sentinel One or Carbon Black. So check those out, protect yourself, and check out the uh, forum that, or the uh, mastermind that Rick has. Uh, it, this is something you need to be in the know. Um, I've made the mistakes. I think I'm pretty computer savvy, uh, even though I'm an old guy. Uh, my wife has made the mistakes. My brother, my sister have been uh, caught with a ransomware on their computer. So just be careful. And Kels, anything else? I think you covered it. So uh, if you are interested in joining uh, the WhatsApp group that we mentioned a couple of times here, uh, everything is in the bio, in the captions. And then also you can sign up for the newsletter, uh, which uh, is also in the captions as well. It goes out every Monday. And so if you didn't receive it and you signed up and you know you did, um, check your spam box. Just make sure that it didn't go in there. And then if you can kindly move that into your inbox and reply to the newsletter, which I do appreciate. Um, in the newsletter, uh, the first email you'll get is a little email saying, asking you to send a little Hey Beardo uh, back to, to us. So I do appreciate all the Hey Beardos I'm getting in, in the inbox. Uh, and people it. reading that, it's important yeah. because then that'll go directly into your inbox for sure. And it'll skip the spam, which happens. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it for me. Okay. So thank you for joining us today. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.